For the last two years, we watched as Australia is really the tip of the spear in terms of lockdown and absolutely insane control on citizenry by any country. A lot of us experienced it, but what they experienced in Australia was next to none. One person in Australia really stood out in terms of standing for truth and getting persecuted for standing for truth. Having gone to jail as a young lady, I first spoke to her parents, then I spoke to her. She's back again because once again, she's threatened with jail. We're gonna to speak to Monica Smith. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned. Just before we begin, let me tell you that this is LifeSite's 25th anniversary year. On August 17th, we are having an anniversary event in Naples, Florida. Hope you can join us there. It's going to be awesome. Naples, Florida. Go to gala25.lifesitenews.com for more information. Monica, welcome to the program. Well, firstly, I would love to come to that event. I think, <laughs> I think we should make a way for me to come there. <laughs> Absolutely so. If you could join us, that would be amazing. So let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Monica, it is, uh, I'm always talking to you under hard circumstances, but you are, uh, you are so great about it. Um, tell us what's happening right now. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, hopefully one day we can do an interview uh, with, with, with better news. Absolutely. Um, but there's always a good side to every, every story, even, even a bad one. Um, so just in, in, in brief, um, on March 1st of this year, um, as well, actually, sorry, I'll just go back one step further for the audience that don't know my story just really quickly. Um, August last year, I got arrested and charged with incitement, which is basically just me in me encouraging people to protest and exercise their human rights. Yes, I was arrested for that. Um, I was given really terrible bail conditions, which I refused because it would have had terrible implications on me and my business and organisation. I went to jail for 22 days and we appealed the bail conditions and got all the uh, onerous bail conditions taken away. So since then, I have been living in Melbourne and doing my work uh, and and advocating for people to stand up for their human rights. So uh, I, on February 2nd, I pled not guilty to the charges of, inc of incitement. And I plan to take uh, my case all the way to trial by jury. Uh, I think that these, these things need to be aired. Um, but then um, the police, uh, you know, gave me a bit of a curly one. Um, on uh, March 1st, I received a warrant uh, in my email. So basically the police are seeking for me to um, give them access to all a lot of the applications on the phones that they currently still have in their custody from when they arrested me last August. So they still have two of my devices there. Um, so they are asking for me to give them the passwords. And if I don't have the passwords, I would have to sit there and actually help them get in by using the forget password function and so forth and so on. So you can't, you can't just say you've forgotten the password. You have to actually assist them into getting into those applications. Now, the list of applications is extremely long. So I'll just quickly tell you it's Google Docs, Google Drive, Google Maps, 
um, uh, Signal, Telegram. Um, but the worst thing is, is um, my admin at reignitedemocracyaustralia.com.au. So that's the organisation that I run. We get hundreds of emails from people anonymously talking about their work situation, um, you know, the vaccine mandate situation. Um, and all like we have, um, you know, famous people emailing us in there, um, opening up their hearts and souls to us and things like that. So the police wanting access to the admin email box is probably, for me, the most overreaching of all of them. Um, of course, Google Docs and Google Drive, they also have databases within those uh, applications that um, would, would give the police somewhat of a list of, uh, you know, political opposition in Australia. And um, if, I was, if I trusted the police, then it would be a different matter. They, they would only use those applications to, uh, you know, try to prove me as a criminal, um, but I just don't trust them. So basically I have to do everything I can to uh, not let them have access to those things. So just quickly, I appealed the warrant itself, um, uh, arguing that it was onerous and un, uh, disproportionate to, to my actual crimes, of course. So uh, that appeal happened last Friday. Um, it's now uh, Tuesday, so about four days ago, um, and I lost I lost the appeal. So the warrant stands, um, and I have now 25 days to either comply to the warrant or find another way around it. Um, alternatively, in theory, uh, I could plead guilty, pay a fine, and it would all go away, okay? But if I'm guilty of anything, I'm guilty of being a human rights activist, and if that's a crime, well this country's in trouble. So pleading guilty is not really an option at this point, uh, but that, that brings you up to speed. So it's an incredible thing. I, I think much of the world, after seeing the brutality of the police in Australia, of the, the, the insanity of the political leaders in Australia, almost, not almost, gleefully uh, persecuting their own citizens, I don't think there's many people around the world who trust the police in Australia right now. So your willingness to do this is very rare. Um, you also, though, are still smiling. You're facing jail time again. Um, how are you seeing this and how are you staying positive about it? Yeah, I guess that was something I missed. If I don't comply to the warrant, um, it would be a breach of bail, um, which would land me in prison um, I thought for only three months, but it turns out um, my trial might be, you know, two years away. And actually I would, I would have to stay in prison the entire time because I would be consistently breaching my bail, which would, um, which would be crazy. So yes, I am facing jail time potentially. Um, when, when it first happened, I, my first initial reaction is always to fight, to be honest, but sometimes that can be a selfish thing. Sometimes it can be, to you know, show off how strong you are or something silly like that. So what I decided to do is uh, I put it to the people. And when I say the people, I mean Australia. I said, look, I am willing to take this all the way because, because I have the fortitude to do so, but I also have run out of money. Um, so if it is your will that you want me to continue this fight, then I will get the resources that I need. Um, if you don't want me to fight, then don't donate and I'll get the message loud and clear. Well, uh, in, in two or three days, uh, actually in one day, I already knew my answer. It was very clear. Um, there are so many other court cases happening in Australia 
that that are doing fundraisers and there's so many organizations like mine that 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 live on donations and i thought surely the australian people have been bled dry surely so many people have lost their jobs and they don't want, want to fund my case but i was just absolutely overwhelmed um by the response and i just can't believe that the australian people still have the appetite to um pay for my pay for my case we already raised quite a lot of funds initially um, and I thought that would last me well and truly till the end uh, but this last case actually costed me $180,000 in one day out of that fund $80,000 of that was my own uh, was from the fund but because I lost I have to pay the costs of the prosecution which is you know upwards of $100,000 so um, anyway so how do I deal with it well it's just clear it's it's so clear that I have to do this till the end, not just because the people want me to, but because God has put me in this position um, where I have, for whatever reason, the gift of fortitude um, to withstand these mental um, anguish, the, the mental trauma of being attacked by the government and the police. For some reason, it kind of just is water off a duck's back to me. Um, and uh, what, what, to, what hurts me more is the potential that I didn't do everything I can. Um, so someone said to me, oh, Monica, you really need to do what's right for you. You need to, you know, maybe plead guilty and just pay the fine and get it over and done with. You've got to look after your own life. And I thought for a second and I said, doing the right thing for me is fighting this because I don't want to live with myself knowing that I could have done more. And I've been put in this position that people trust me and they realise and I realise that this isn't about me staying out of jail. It's not about me fighting these charges. It's about setting a precedent that you shouldn't be able to use the resources of the government, the taxpayers' money, the police, to intimidate a woman like me, a taxpaying citizen who has always contributed to this society in more ways than just monetarily. They should not be able to use their resources to push someone like me into a corner where pleading guilty to something they're not guilty of is their only choice. This system is, is broken and, and what I have done is not a crime. And to even consider that encouraging someone to protest is a crime in Australia, I mean, it just sounds like obviously, you know, communist China, things like that. So this fight isn't about me. It's about, it, obviously people see it as a bigger thing. And so they have put their trust in me. And I'll be honest, it's quite, that to me is more overwhelming than the police intimidating me the overwhelming thought that people have put so much trust and 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 consideration and finances into me fighting this battle, I'm like, oh gosh, I better work hard on this. So this has become my number one priority. Um, and yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> Amazing. Well, y you don't face good prospects in Australia. You just had an election. It didn't go too well. Tell us what happened there. So... Um, we have a uh, Labor and Liberal in Australia. Um, the Liberals are not, the Liberals are supposed to be the Conservatives here in Australia, so don't get that mixed up. We had a Liberal Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, during the pandemic, the last three years, which I, I, I voted for him. Uh, we thought he was a better option. Um, he's obviously done a terrible job during the pandemic, um, but it, even if we had a choice, we would have kept him on instead of, who actually won, unfortunately, which is Anthony Albanese from the Labor Party. Um, but he actually only got in on 32% of the vote, which is 
not a majority when you think about it. Only, well, it's not, but only 32% of people actually voted for Labor, and that is our government, which is, again, a problem in the system that we have, clearly. Um, but they might not have balance of power in the parliament, so it might not be too bad. But really what happened, and I won't go on too much about it, but there was a group of independents under the same banner, and it's really a climate change activist group, and your audience probably knows what that uh, carries with it. Um, and they clearly wrote off the coattails of people being disgruntled with the big governments, the big, the big parties. Um, and people thought, oh, if I'm, if I'm voting independent, then I'm voting for a change, you know? And these independents, they did very well. So I would say, I think they got maybe four or five candidates in, which is, to be honest, it's, it's almost history making what they did. Um, but the problem is, is they're not independents and they will be working together and they'll be working with the Labor Party, probably, which are the people who just got 32%. So them, along with the 32%, they will probably have the majority government together. Um, the good thing about that is, is just two things, is uh, voting behaviours did change because people were looking for a change in government. They did change the government to, to a worse situation. They also did vote for these independents. So it shows that in three years' time, we have another crack at it. We learn from what we've, what we've experienced and uh, we do a better job next time. And secondly, this current government is going to be so radical in my opinion on climate change. There'll be, there might be climate change lockdowns. There might be, you know, and all the, the woke agendas in the schools, you know, the terrible education, uh, sexual education in schools, it's gonna get worse around the country. And I think it's gonna wake a lot more people up. So that's the silver lining, but it's, it also has made me realize that I don't know what it's like in every state in America, but I have had to come to the realization that probably this tyranny is not going to stop anytime soon. Um, it may, you know, go into the shadows and come back out, but we need to find, especially here in Australia and probably other places, we need to find a way to live our best lives within the chaos because there is an agenda here and it's potentially, we're not going to be able to stop it. Maybe. So let's say we've got five years to until things go really badly. Well, we need to find a way to live the best version of our lives in those five years while still fighting, but looking after ourselves, being healthy, um, you know, doing our prayers and things like that and not, not abstaining from that. So uh, it's actually quite calming to realize that, you know what, I can't actually stop this alone, um, but I can, with my platform, I'm going to start to try to help people find each other, live better lives and, you know, um, find ways to sort barter and have, you know, community gardens and things like that, finding ways to bring people together so that even in the madness, they can live a decent life. So it's, it's been a lot, it's been a learning curve. <laughs> it has indeed. One of the things I want everybody to know is that at lifefunder.com, LifeSite News is going to be running a fundraiser so that you can support Monica and her court case. As you heard, um, the, the pot of money that she had originally is, is all used up. And uh, she, you actually used it, didn't you, for, for helping other people with their cases because you thought at the time, oh, I've got so much. Well, we raised $300,000 and I'm not a rich person and I've never seen that sort of money in any account in my life. And I thought, goodness, I'm not going to need all of that. That's crazy. So I said, yes, I started funding other people's court cases. And then uh, I had a very rude awakening when I lost $180,000 in one day. And I was like, 
well, maybe I should have kept that for my case until the end. Um, so, and I do want to say on that note, you know, if you can't um, support me financially, that's fine. Obviously there are other ways and I'll just go through awareness is one. And thank you for having me on the show because uh, what I'm going through shouldn't be happening to anyone. So if you can talk to other influencers who might want to have me on, it's all on my website, but three, um, if, if you can use an element of my story to empower someone else, that would make me really, really happy as well, because I'm not more special than the people watching this um, at all. I just am in this position. So if, if, if someone's struggling and you can say, well, if Monica can go to prison, then you can handle this. You know, if you can use that to empower people, that's more important than finances in some way. And of course, praying for me is, is really something as well. So you can support me even if you don't have the finance to do so. Beautiful. Monica, as you're going through your court case and challenges and whatever you do, we'll, we'll be praying for you for sure. What, um, what else can we do for you in addition to what you've already said? And what's your sort of words of encouragement for people right now? Well, I think, I think that's all you can do for me at this point. Um, obviously, if, if people can go to reignitedemocracyaustralia.com.au, if you subscribe there, you can keep up to date with, with my story, um, which you might want to. Um, but yeah, I, I guess my encouragement is that, well, I wanted to say this anyway, that someone in Australia needs to um, take a charge like this all the way to the end so that we can air all the arguments that we've learned in the last two years, because Australia has had a lot of failed court hearings. <laughs> mine is one of them um, and we can take all of those experiences and refine them and take it all the way to court so that it's about setting a precedent so if there's someone in America who's who's being treated in a similar way and has the public support to go all the way I suggest that they do that as well to to make a stand um, but I would just end on um, like I said before I'm actually not more special than anyone else I realize that every strength I may have is, is not from me. It's from God. And it could be taken away in just a moment. I could be a blubbering mess on the floor in uh, in one hour if, if God wanted me to be. Um, so look, God gave us all some strength that we haven't actually found yet. Even me, even you. Um, so I suggest digging deep into your soul and finding that strength just a little bit every day or every week or whatever and just never go backwards so once you find the strength keep hold onto it um, and actually you'll really enjoy the person that you become when you start to realize how strong you are and you start to evolve into a more into a person that you respect more and that you'll, you'll sleep better and everyone around you will be happier so even though i'm struggling and yes i'm quite tired from the election campaigning and you know, getting some, you know, losing a few hairs and a few more wrinkles. I'm pretty, I'm pretty content that I'm doing this for the right reasons. And so it feels good to make the effort. So if you can find it in your, within your soul to make the effort to be strong, I would be very happy with that. <laughs> awesome. Monica Smith, what a great honor it is for me to speak with you. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time.